Hello and welcome to Tracks Brighton's Centenary Music <laughs> Podcast. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode number 100. Yeah. What a big old moment this is for us, Harry. How do you feel? I feel very, very good. We're finally here after talking about it for so long. I <laughs> know, the big ton. Yeah. How long have we been trailing that? At least five episodes. <laughs> I think two, two years now. <laughs> Sometime soon we'll episode get to 100. ten, nearly there. <laughs> uh, but we are finally here, and I'll tell you what, it, it couldn't feel any more brilliant, and what an episode we've got for it. Um, so listeners, this has been probably the most amazing, significant two years of our lives. We've loved every single second of what has become tracks. But within that, there's moments that stand out to us more than pretty much anything else. And I think when we've sat down and had our conversations, Harry, there's one day that really stands out. Yeah. It was rainy. It was cold. It was summer in Brighton (laughs) and we walked up London Road with two microphone stands in hand whinging I think we might have stopped off at KFC on the way we did yeah and we got there and we met an absolute musical hero of ours we got to sit down and have a drink and have a chat with the one and only Kane Strang and I think for us as huge music fans that's what kind of makes all of this worthwhile really yeah. And also, of course, you guys at home. <laughs> but um, yeah, getting to meet our heroes is such a beautiful thing. And um, we thought, as we hit 100 episodes, the thing we really wanted to do was invite Kane back. He's one of our absolute favourite musicians and also one of the nicest guys you could ever wish to meet. And he was willing to have a little chat with us from the other side of the world. Mm. We couldn't be more grateful to you, Kane, and we couldn't be more grateful to you, our lovely, lovely listeners. So. For what I'm going to say, maybe, Harry, is one last time. Please, just one, one time, for for our OGs, tell us where we're going to see them. We will see you on the final 100th flip side. Shall we begin? We are absolutely delighted today to be joined by the one and only Kane Strang. Hello there. Hello. Can you hear us all the way on the other side of the world? I can. I can. <laughs> You're coming through loud and Excellent clear. news. Is that is New Zealand still down under, or is it still is it still referred um, to as that? Down under to the side know. a little bit. <laughs> I think that might be more of an Aussie thing, but yeah, you know, we kind of. Um, I don't know, we we take on a lot of the things that, <laughs> you know... <laughs> well, I won't call it that from now on, just in case. So paint oh, a picture no. for us, Kane. Paint a picture for us, Kane. Can you tell us what it's like over there? What's the... What's, what, your, what's your views? Yeah. What's yeah, my what view? are we seeing? Um, oh, well, I've actually just moved up to Auckland from oh, okay. Dunedin, where I'm from. Um, and I'm living... Uh, in a flat that is called the Pigeon Loft, <laughs> uh, in at the top of Queen Street, which is kind of like uh, the main the main road of Auckland, I guess. Um, mm. See, so yeah, kind of all I can see is, well, all I can really see is a is a curtain, but through the curtain there's, um, <laughs> there's like a nice noodle place that I go to way too much, and yeah, on the other Convenient. side just some some big billboards. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's not the landscape. Yeah, it's not probably the, 
the New Zealand viewers you've heard about or seen yeah. on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what prompted your move to Auckland? Is this a career uh, uh, thing? Not really. Um, my girlfriend's actually been up here a while. Um, she got a job up here, so it's sort of been, yeah, kind of like an inevitable thing. But yeah, I, I was also just really ready for a change of scene. Um, That's cool. And I think it will kind of, it will work out quite nicely with um with mu- with my music as well and is there a bit yeah. more of a scene there then yeah yeah definitely it's a lot bigger than Dunedin um and yeah th- because of that there's just a lot more going on I think Dunedin's been having a lot of trouble with uh venues and and things like that so yeah they're still kind of shutting down here too but not quite as quickly oh wow and have the rest of the band moved no they haven't um I guess my kind of my plan is to sort of do a bit of writing and things like that up here and then I'll probably kind of be back and forth between the two cities over the next wee while just show up on their doorsteps with <laughs> a bunch of songs I've got a new hopefully. song <laughs> yeah <laughs> right back to work <laughs> nice will this be so I assume the writing that you're talking about is going to be for the third album that yeah. will come out at some point in the future will this be the first one that's been written in kind of a city a big city setting yeah um, definitely it's it's actually the the first time i've properly written in in a while as well um i sort of wrote the last one most of it in like 2015 and some of it like a couple years before that so mm. yeah it's gonna be really different for me i think and how, how are you finding getting back into it? Has it, has it yeah. been a kind of a difficult transition to go back into the writing mode or are you just slot straight back in? Um, it has been a little difficult, to be honest. I didn't really write a lot um, last year. I was kind of just so um, distracted with everything else that was happening and just playing shows mainly. But... Um, yeah, it, it's it's always up and down, you know. You have good days and you have bad days where you sit there for like eight hours and then, you know, don't get much out of it. But that's yeah. fine. It's just about <laughs> kind of accepting that that happens some sometimes and not to beat yourself up t- too much about it. And what's your working process like? Do you because I know some sort of uh, songwriters or general creatives they'll kind of. Uh, wait for the moment to strike them and then think, right, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it now. Or other people will, you know, like you say, put in the eight hours a day um, yeah. in the belief that if I, you know, if I set this structure, then the good things are going to come. Do you, do you find one of those suits you more than the other? Um, to be honest, it's, it's kind of different every time. I know that's like such a cliche answer, <laughs> but um, yeah, there are definitely times in my life where I have a lot of spare time and I'll try and just, um, you know, sit there for the whole day and just really kind of, kind of work at it. But, um, when I have a lot of, a lot of other things going on, yeah, I, I really just wait for those, those moments to take that time. If that makes sense. Those like inspirational moments or whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, I heard a a podcast with Noel Gallagher recently and he said, never write after 6 p.m. Yeah. No, that's... I've heard that that is a thing. I don't think you should do, like, 
anything after 6 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You should just, like, I don't know, eat and sleep. Eat and sleep. (laughs) Because everything, I don't know, everything seems... Or if you're, like, not feeling the best, everything just seems way worse once you start getting a bit (laughs) tired and... Absolutely. And things like that. I can't work tired. Yeah. It's never happened. Nah, it's not. It's not fun. Just hit that noodle bar and <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> We're expecting a song on the next record. Yeah, something to probably. do with noodles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the absolute like <laughs> fanboy in me can't um, let conversation of a new record pass without asking for a little bit of an update. Yeah. How how far into it are you? Like, what's what's to come? What can we? I mean, I'm sure it's at very early stages, but yeah. just what can you tell us? <laughs> um, to be honest, yeah, it is it is really early stages. Um, I I learned so much last year and in the year before that, um, mm. and I really want to make sure I like I put what I learned into like put it to use, if that makes sense, and not just kind of make the same album again and. And the Mm. same mistakes again in in some cases. So, yeah, in the past I've always... I've just written ten songs and and nothing I was unsure about got past that initial stage. Mm. uh, But this time I'm kind of... I'm just writing a lot of stuff. I'm just writing heaps and... Yeah, maybe I'll wind up with fifty songs or something, and I'll and I'll narrow it down before I. Or really just put think out about the fifty songs. <laughs> yeah, or just do like a triple LP. <laughs> That'd be great. Crazy. From my point of view, I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll happen. Uh, so, are there any? Is, is there anything that you're working on that you've you're already feeling like this? This is going to be a great one. I'm I'm super excited by. The, yeah, the, the, this particular. There's definitely. Um, yeah, there's one or two songs that I'm like, yeah, pretty happy with. Um, I think they'll probably change a lot, um, in the next few months while I sort of, I don't know, start to figure out, uh, a theme or if I even want there to be a theme, but, and yeah, also, like I said before, I'll probably, I'll probably take what I've written back to Dunedin and and sort of show the band and um, Stephen who recorded the last album and just sort of yeah bounce some some stuff off of those guys as well cool we we did a, an a, a episode a few weeks ago on their concept albums yeah ever thought of doing a bit of a concept album <laughs> um we think I, you it's, should. It's crossed, <laughs> yeah, it's crossed my mind. I mean, I've kind of, yeah, wondered about doing something like that before, but I think I'm just, um, I don't know if I could commit to, like, a single theme, if that makes sense. I'm always, like, changing my mind and wanting to do uh, different things. Like, I don't know, I'm one of those people who could, like, never get a tattoo because I could just never commit to like one image (laughs) so the idea of making a concept album kind of freaks me out a little bit I guess (laughs) (laughs) so that's fair enough so 
Uh, as you may or may not know, Kane, uh, whenever we have a guest on for a full episode, obviously this is your second appearance, which we are very, yeah. very grateful for, yeah. but this is... <laughs> going to be a regular. the first... Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you really are, as we hope. Um, but... We, when we have people on for a full episode, we get people to pick four songs. An old song, a new song, a borrowed song, and a blue song. Have you been prepped for this first? Because I'm looking at Harry here. Yeah. I, I would I, like to say that I did. Yeah, no, I, I I did. I thought about it a bit over the weekend. I'm not sure how good my, my answers will be, but I'm almost I'm sure prepared. Great. <laughs> there, there, there is one thing I just want to say before we get into that, though. Is last time you were on the episode... Or, uh, on the show, you said, or you told us a story about losing your red jacket. Oh, yeah. And we would like to know if you did end up replacing it. I, I did. I have like... Brilliant. I have three red jackets. I'm just trying to fill the, <laughs> just trying in to case. Fill the void. <laughs> yeah, well, or if, uh, yeah, or in case like we get robbed again. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners will not have the, the joys that we have, but we're looking at your uh, Skype picture up on the laptop right now, and yeah. you're in a red jacket, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's it. That's the one I lost. Oh, that's so oh, that's lost. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't... I forgot that was my Skype picture. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Heartbreaking memories every yeah. time you look at that. Oh, I'm going to have to change that. <laughs> Just to the, all three new ones. It's all, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> Nice one. Well, can we get into your uh, your first pick, if that's okay yeah. with you, which is an old song. An old song. How old mm-hmm. does it have to be? Because mine's not super old. It's kind of like a decade, maybe, if that. that. No, that's fine. It's All of these are totally interpretable as you cool. wish. I like that. Um, yeah. I actually, I chose this song called Berlin by So So Modern. They're like a really really good uh new zealand band and yeah recently i was watching this um this footage of them uh playing it live and uh i think it was in a swimming pool but like a massive swimming pool like abandoned swimming pool they weren't right you know drowning <laughs> they weren't in the water <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah that was at this fest i think it was at this festival uh, that used to be put on here by a guy called Blink and, and uh, called Camp Aloham. And yeah, it's just, it's such a amazing performance and I've always really liked this song. Um, yeah, and actually I think I opened for them in one of my older bands, maybe. Or maybe I was just solo or something, but yeah, they were really nice guys and yeah, super talented. That's cool. So yeah. do you find that um, music from New Zealand you you connect to more purely because you kind of share that um, background? Because obviously, well, I say obviously, um, yeah, there's, there's not a huge amount of New Zealand acts that have broken through no. over here. So I suppose a lot of our listeners probably aren't as familiar with, uh, with you guys' yeah. scene, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I think... I mean, I, I listen to a lot of New Zealand bands because uh, they're my friends a lot of the time and I've kind of like, I don't know, I've played with them a lot and I, they're often songs I've seen a lot live and kind of always wanted uh, a recorded version of. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's probably the main reason, to be honest. Um, 
I've definitely heard a lot of amazing music all over the place in the last couple of years, um, especially while we were, we were touring. So yeah, I don't know if it's if I have a favorite or if I connect to it more because like I'm a New Zealander, but yeah, it's I probably just listen to it more. One because I, I'm a little lazy and maybe I just don't <laughs> look further <laughs> than like what's in front of my nose, but too because yeah they're my friends and I like I like to see them like releasing stuff and yeah yeah supporting Ama- them. amazing well I guess we should have a quick listen to it because yeah. it's not a song I'm familiar with do you know this tune Harry I do not okay well this is exciting let's let's go straight in with the first pick
So that was So So Modern with Berlin, Kane's first pick. And the thing that struck me straight away was that um, one of the things I've always connected most with your music uh, is the lyrical content. And the fact that that's a completely instrumental track is really interesting to me, that you went straight for that. Um, How do you find that you connect with music that doesn't have any lyrics? Um, Do you find that more difficult or is that kind of, you just see a different aspect to it? Yeah, I I probably just connect to it in like a different way. Like that song for me, I just I've seen live and yeah, it just kind of I guess it reminds me of like of that time. Like they actually did a bit of a a comeback show. Uh I think it was like last New Year's Eve. Mm. And yeah, it was just it was unreal like the energy was just yeah crazy um it really it didn't need lyrics you know if you know what i mean it just was like yeah the crowd was just like pulsating (laughs) it was yeah it was really cool yeah i remember i remember seeing white denim in their early days when they were um uh that was all instrumental and very much the same thing you kind of uh in some ways it lets people respond to the music more because Exactly. They're not kind of being distracted, maybe. Or yeah, they're not the trying is. to uh, listen to. The, oh, what do you what did you say? What did you say? Yeah, you're just like, you know, you don't need to listen for any kind of words, so you just sort of maybe let go a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's always been a thing. I mean we talk about it all the time, me and Tim. But I've always been much more of a um, instrumental fan, yeah. or, or not even that necessarily. But when I'm listening to a song that has lyrics. I seem to take more notice in the actual uh, instrumentation more than yeah. I do the the lyrics, which is why Tim's obviously was such a big fan of yours because he's yeah, such a yeah, lyric sure. guy, and uh, that's why he got me into you so much. And yeah, yeah. I think it's that's all- one of Tim's biggest achievements. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolute full convert here. Yeah, um, yeah. that's great. It's always funny. Sometimes me and Harry will uh, there'll be a new track out, and we'll we'll sort of come together and be like. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And then I'll say something about the lyrics, and Harry will be like, "I had no idea it said that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually quite because... a shocker for like, yeah, like mis mishearing like lyrics and songs oh, yeah. and things like that. Definitely. So, yeah, I feel. I, I feel. There's yeah. songs that are like 15 years old that I've been singing wrong. Yeah. Has there, has there ever been one a moment for you, Kane, where uh, you've suddenly had that realization that I've been singing this wrong for so long? Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Like, I've around done people yeah. and stuff as well. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> that no I can't. You. I can't think of a specific example, but I'm sure that's happened. I even <laughs> um, I had a weird thing where I don't know where I saw it, but I saw. I think it was like, uh, like a YouTube comment maybe on one of my videos was like. You know, because I'm not going to lie, of course, you you got to like, have a wee scroll <laughs> <Yeah>. occasionally. <laughs> um, and it's there, you've got to have a look. Some, some guy had, like, typed the lyrics out, and they were they were totally wrong in so many places. <laughs> but next, when we went to play the song, I started, like, singing what he had written, and it was really weird. <laughs> like, I think I sang so it good. that way for, like, a whole tour. <laughs> Did you think you'd done a better job than you? Had you? Like, you know yeah, what? I, I should like, have written those. Makes more, that makes more sense. Like, <laughs> I can see how he got to that point. Who Damn was it. that band, Tim? That um, that 
they it was, it was Kaiser Chiefs had a song and somebody had written the lyrics. Oh for yeah, it, it was on like a proper lyrics page. And uh, the lyrics were so <laughs> hilariously wrong. Like they they yeah. put words in that weren't actually words. It, it made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a slightly strange song. Anyways, it's Kaiser Chiefs Saturday Night from their uh, their first album. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the lyrics were so unbelievably hilariously wrong but in their own they had some logic behind them that, that it kind of made sense that you yeah. would think they were saying that um <laughs> but yeah it was absolute gibberish yeah <laughs> that's amazing so in the interest of keeping this moving swiftly kane we would like your second pick which is a new song do you find yourself listening to a lot of new bands are you someone who seeks out every new thing they can find or do you have your kind of your set yeah. Uh, menu that um, you go for I sort of go through phases of really um, keeping an eye on newer music I guess a lot of the time um, I do discover like new music when we're actually traveling overseas and stuff because we're playing with with lots of bands who have usually just released something as well um but yeah, often I do get quite lazy and just, I don't know. Uh, when I'm being lazy, to be honest, I don't listen to much music at all. I get kind of just, <laughs> especially when I'm writing, like I kind of, I'm quite bad at that, just sort of getting so stuck in my own world and just forgetting that other like artists even exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good thing when it comes to actually releasing your music though, isn't it? Cause uh, I've heard, yeah. I can't remember who it was, some, some producer was live making a song. And he was like coming up with this uh, tune, and then like people in, in the like comments and stuff were like, "You're just rooting Darude by Soundstorm." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh wow. shit. <laughs> That's funny. Soundstorm by Darude. Which one is it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I definitely. I think it's about kind of finding a balance. Yeah, like listening to a little bit of stuff to get your brain going, but but not too much. Um, in case you kind of lose yourself a bit <laughs> and wind up covering Sandstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would love to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please do. Yeah, maybe that can be like your set opener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really get the crowd going. <laughs> uh, cool, so what what is your uh, new pick? We'd love to know. Um, it's actually a song I've only heard a couple times. It's called Party Dawn. By Katie von Katie von Schleicher. I really hope I'm saying that right, especially because I kind of know her. But, um, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we're the kings of mispronunciation, so <laughs> yeah. like, you're you're in a safe space here. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, she she's a really really good songwriter and one of those people I kind of I've seen in very random places. Like we're kind of. We've been on the same sort of circuit a couple times, I guess. Um, and she actually did the design. She used to work at... Oh, she might still work, but... No, I think she used to work at um, Butter Bing Records. Oh, okay. And right. which released my first album. And she actually did the all the design for that. Um, yeah, and for the, the beautiful thing stuff. is... Yeah, and although sorry to just interject there, is that I always imagined that that was your photo on the on the blue cheese. Oh, well, yeah, I it was actually my girlfriend Lulu took the photo, 
but um katie did all like the text and and things like that oh, okay, so cool. yeah i met her then oh i like e-met her <laughs> like it was just a lot of emailing <laughs> really and yeah and then she uh she played at our first ever uh american show in brooklyn so i met her properly then but yeah this this song's really nice i, I think it just came out a few days ago it was, it was a nice sort of uh song sunday song <laughs> perfect party doing yeah i've got it i've got it sorry well, i was looking her up and i was like just saw yeah new york brooklyn yeah this is all true. <laughs> yeah, but it's all true. Kane is not making this up as he goes. <laughs> yeah, just, these are facts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's excellent news. Um, should we have a little listen to it? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. This is Party Dawn by Katie Von Schleicher. <laughs>
So that was Party Dawn by Katie Von Schleicher. And that was your second pick. For me, that uh, really resonated because I'm a huge, huge fan of female vocals. I think yeah. most of my favourite music, uh, no offence to you, Kane, of course, um, but has <laughs> yeah. a female vocalist. Um, no, that's... Yeah, she has an amazing voice, definitely. Yeah, really, really beautiful. Are you, do you find that... I suppose it's kind of interesting, as a vocalist yourself, do you find that um, if if you hear something and it sounds a little bit um, kind of similar to you, you you think, oh, I'm not so sure on that, or is that kind of... Um, I imagine yeah. that if it was me, I would want something totally different to what I sound yeah, like. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I... Um, that's actually one thing I'd like to work on um, with the next album is just kind of using my voice in, in different ways again. Because um, it's something I used to do a lot more when I was young. And then for the last, like for my first two albums, I was very like obsessed with just having the vocals like very well doubled and like very tight and and recording in a certain way. So yeah, lately I have, when I have been sort of searching for new music, I've been kind of looking for people who, who do use their voice in, like, interesting ways. People like um, Katie and, like, Aldous Harding and stuff is a really obvious one. Like, she, yeah, is always changing up her voice. Well, on that, uh, on that for, note... For each song. Um, on that note, in, in Thailand, which is obviously one of your first singles, yeah, it... It always strikes me that your vocals sound really, really different on that track. Yeah. Um, and so there is, there has certainly been a progression for you as well. Yeah, um, definitely. Do you feel like you've you've kind of reached a point where you think most of the stuff I'm going to do now are going to have me sounding like I did on Two Hearts and No Brain? Or do you think, do you know yeah. what, this could keep on evolving and the next album I could yeah. sound totally different again? I definitely want to keep on evolving and, and just... I kind of want the next thing I do to just be more, like, spontaneous in general. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably I'll probably try a lot of different stuff whenever I'm next recording properly. Vocoders? Which, Bring in yeah. a vocoder? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, by spontaneous, sorry to sort of drill in on one word you've dropped there, but by spontaneous, no, okay. do you mean that it could have a more kind of raw edge, the next, the next album? Oh, yeah, I would be... I'd be surprised if it didn't, to be honest. I, I, with Two Hearts, like, I was, I just was at kind of peak perfectionist, and I, everything was kind of, in my mind, like, leading to me making an album like that. Like, I'd been slowly, like, uh, making things that were tighter and tighter and sounded sonically better and better and part of me thinks I kind of I had to make an album like Two Hearts that was very cohesive and and I don't know where everything was lined up yeah as as best as I could as I could make it and um yeah now that I've done that I I'd love to just kind of flip and do something completely different and Let do a loose lot a more bit. yeah looser and do do more stuff just live with my band or whoever i like wind up collaborating with 
yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Like, I'm really looking forward to experimenting a little bit. Amazing. Well, while we've landed here, um, obviously the last time uh, we spoke, it was maybe a month or two before before the second album dropped. I I bought it on vinyl at the Great Escape last year. So in the big church that you played in. Yeah, with all the sound church. issues. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was an interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like watching on. I'm not convinced any of you particularly enjoyed it. I think but... your, your bass player yeah. played uh, Summer Loving at one point. Oh, everybody... oh my word! Oh. What have I done there? Oh, come yeah. um, he definitely he pulls that out whenever things are going wrong. So if you heard <laughs> Summer Loving, like some shit was going down. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it was a great moment. Yeah. Um, but it was as a huge fan. It was a an album that kind of lived up to everything I wanted it to be. It was kind of sufficiently different to Blue Cheese to make me feel like I'd kind of, um, you know, explored you more as an artist, but also it hit on those points, which is why I connected in the first place. Um, yeah. Looking oh, that's back... That's really nice to hear. Looking back almost a year on, um, well, first of all, how has it gone down? How do you feel about it? How has the, you know, aftermath of putting it out been for you? Yeah, it's it's mostly been like really positive for me. Like I don't know, I'm the kind of person who will always like question everything I do and wonder if I could have done whatever better. But um <laughs> Yeah, there came there came a point where like I just had to let it go and the reaction was yeah, really really good like um and it it meant that I could, yeah, go overseas and meet lots of really interesting people and, and play lots of shows and and just continue to, like, learn, I guess. Like I said, like, I feel like, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot since, since it came out, just about how um, the music world works and how, like, and, and just what I want to... Um, work on like songwriting wise and, and recording wise so uh for reasons that we're not even really sure of, we keep on doing this thing every time <laughs> we have guests on where we um <laughs> we say that we've got a favorite song on the album and <laughs> do you, yeah. but but what i'm gonna say is do you have a, is there a certain moment on two hearts that for you really uh summarize because there's one song on there in particular that i think if i had to right now sit down and do a top 10 songs of all time i think it would get in there <laughs> Oh wow, that's, so, that's amazing! I'm yeah. interested to know what yours is, and I and I I want to know if it's the same as mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but is there is there a moment on there that feels like the pinnacle for you? A you know a standout track that if we've got some listeners who haven't gone and listened to it yet, you would say yeah. this sums it up. Uh, I mean, one song I was like really, I guess I was just happy with. Um, was the song Don't Follow Me, I'm Lost. It's like, it was the last song I wrote before I went into the studio to record, I think. And yeah, I was feeling just very like strange, to be honest, kind of like just nervous about what was to come over Mm. the next year of my life. Like there was a lot of talk of things that might happen like, you know, us going to America and 
and us going to Europe to play shows. And we'd, at that point, we hadn't played out of outside of New Zealand. And the, the most shows we'd done in a row was probably like four or five. And yeah, these tours that people were talking to us about were, you know, 30, 30 shows in a row yeah. or whatever. So I was feeling very like just anxious and kind of like not sure if I was sort of up to it I guess so and yeah often I write songs so it's helps me sort of get over that feeling it's not that like I permanently feel like or I think I'm going to permanently feel um the way that I'm writing about feeling if that makes sense so so with that song I guess it was kind of being like it was me sort of expressing the fact that I felt a little bit lost and unsure and in the hopes that after I had written it, I'd feel a lot more maybe confident and, and ready to do all this stuff. <laughs> wow, I didn't, I I mean, it, now you say it, it makes perfect sense, but I yeah. never kind of uh, clocked that that was kind of what I was about. That's so interesting to, um, I suppose as non-musicians putting out an album and something which is, uh, as kind of introspective as a lot of your work is, that feels such a bold statement. So to realise that a song actually comes from a, a moment earlier in time where all of that yeah. felt a bit scary and a bit uncomfortable is kind of fascinating because I don't... I suppose that's a moment for an artist that we don't necessarily always get an insight into. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it was, a, it was a really strange time for me. Like, I was in a bit of a, a limbo. Like, I'd gone... I was like working in a cafe, but sort of aware that a big change was kind of on the horizon and it was kind of a lot to deal with, I guess. So yeah, yeah, I was trying many different ways of sort of processing it and getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, that song has become a little bit of a meme between me and Harry, if that's the right word, yeah. because often we'll, we've got like our little WhatsApp conversation, obviously, as everyone does. <laughs> um, but occasionally we'll kind of look to each other for, for advice and we'll yeah. always say, don't follow me. Absolutely. Oh, I'm lost. And I, I must say like, um, I don't, this isn't really good podcast content, but there's a, there's a, like a vintage shop here in Brighton called Snoopers Paradise. Um, yeah where it's, it's like, you know, proper, like, old-school thrift stuff. Um, yeah. But I was in there one day not too long ago, and I found a massive badge which genuinely says, don't follow me, I'm lost, on it. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I've I need actually, to send a picture of it to you because it's great. Yeah, I've seen a couple things. Like, like my sister saw someone with, like, some socks that said it on it and stuff, and, like, it's <laughs> it's pretty funny, like... I don't know, maybe I'm about to get sued or something. Like, it turns out some, like, really... There's some clothing brand called Don't Follow Me, I'm Lost or something. and Or someone's got it trademarked and I'm just like... <laughs> another thing um, that's... I might uh, be in trouble. Another thing that's uh, become a, a thing is that me and Tim often refer to your the title of your second album as something that... It's the alternative name. Us. Yeah, it's the alternative name for this podcast is Two Hearts and No Brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah well, that's that's amazing. Yeah, we've always felt that. Um, so what I was, you know, what I was saying, my probably one of my favourite songs ever is is Silence Overgrown, which is I think the third single oh, cool. from from that yeah. album. Um, and 
we absolutely do not have time for me to go full fanboy and talk about everything <laughs> that I love about that track. But um, I'd just like to, you know, just ask kind of, just tell us a little bit about that song because for me, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so important and it's a song that I and it, yeah. is absolutely deeply adore. Is that not the song we had in our top no, singles? We, actually, our, no, our our second apologies, Kane. <laughs> they well, it did come second. <laughs> yeah, what? We, I'm gonna uh, hang out now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, we do a we do an end of the year uh, song of the year and album of the year list, and um, no two hearts and no brain. The t- the song came second. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. no, that's. That's definitely a song that's... Yeah, but please don't uh, listen to that because there, there's like a quite a long bit of me trying to interpret what the lyrics mean and yeah, it's probably yeah. completely wrong. <laughs> I mean, definitely listen to that and let us know if we got it right. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah, it's probably miles it off. <laughs> um, no, I mean, whatever whatever you say is right in my mind. I just want people to sort of, yeah, relate it to the yeah. own Another lives s- and all that. Yeah, another song that meant a lot to me, but whether what it meant to me is what you were trying to say, who knows. Um, but Silence Overgrown, let's go back to that. Um, yeah. Can you just tell me a, a little bit about where that song came from? And I feel like in some ways, especially the intro, that was the first time it felt very different to stuff you'd made before. It's got a bit more yeah, sort of electronic definitely. feel to it. Yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned that song because... I always kind of forget that that is the song that Stephen, my producer, and I really um, we poured the most uh, um, like time into, by far. Like we really, I think there's so much going on in that song instrumentally that people will never hear. Like we, there's so many guitars and stuff, sort of. Uh, underneath everything just kind of filling it out and yeah we really sort of we tried some different stuff when we were recording it like lots of different synthesizers and and things like that but yeah lyrically I don't know for me it's just kind of it's a song about isolation I guess like but it's sort of I don't know, try, about trying to kind of just ex- make the most of being a bit <laughs> isolated, I guess, and and sort of, I guess, treating it, treating isolation as, like, me time or something, rather than just, like, I don't know, a depressing part of your life. Yeah, right. but it's got those things, it, it's got those moments that I've always, always loved about your lyrical content, where, so the line, uh, when I check in at my favourite brink, that's... Yeah, that's to me also really funny. Like, yeah, well, as, that's as, the thing. Yeah, and that's always what I think you've, uh, you know, without wanting to kind of go too far. I think you've been unbelievably sort of genius at molding those two things. It's it's a, you know, it's a sad feeling that a lot of us have felt. But when I check in at my favorite brink, is it, that's a funny image. It's like I like yeah. being here when I'm on the brink <laughs> of a brink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's what it's also about it's like it's sort of realizing maybe you kind of yeah you enjoy the isolation and yeah and that that's okay like yeah and i Mm. i like that i like when people see a bit of humor and things like that as well because there are a lot of people that take everything i do like very seriously and and just think i'm 
just completely like miserable or something and like really i i do try to slip like humor in there and just yeah well that, that's you know for me that's one of the biggest joys of your music is that every time i listen to one of your albums i i always smile and laugh at certain moments yeah. like that because i think yeah there, there is such humor to I what think, you do i think that explains a lot about why we're such big fans is because in our personal lives we often moan at each other about all the hard things we're going through but in such a we we make we see the fun funny side to those yeah. kind of things and yeah i think your music exactly. kind of portrays that in that it's even when you're you, you feel like you, you're showing the funny side to feeling loneliness or things like that yeah like exactly. you have to and see the positivity sometimes and yeah and sort of i don't know like yeah it's the to me it's just like purposefully over the top sometimes you know it's yeah. kind of like okay now you're being a bit ridiculous i mean like, I, I mean i sh- i show my smile is extinct to people so much just to see their reactions to the lyrics yeah, yeah. <laughs> which well, well, I, it, i'm like, often surprised by or they just get it or they often don't yeah. well also yeah. you harry's again talking about the mean thing <laughs> harry's taken to and i believe you do this at work as well uh yeah. when things are getting like a bit stressful or like you're a bit overwhelmed you literally sing kill me now i want to die <laughs> yeah, yeah i definitely it. had like i've had people tell me that i've been like mount like some of my <laughs> musician friends like when they've been overseas like walking like, tramping up a big hill or something they're just they're like all start singing that or something and that's like that's funny to me because that's oh, yeah. meant to yeah. be like uh i guess an insight to how like self-deprecating and just sort of i don't know i can be in how and i i think everyone has the potential to be like that and like everyone has that thought like oh kill me now you know that's something <laughs> exactly. that literally everyone probably thinks at some point yeah. oh, at some point in their life so i guess that's why like maybe because yeah, music is such a personal thing people just assume the worst because like, i've been singing that song or playing it and people are like are you okay? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no totally. I'm fine. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better than ever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it is a balance that not not that many artists are able to strike. You know, it's the classic thing of why Judas and the Smiths are so miserable. But yeah, you know, people who really understand their music understand that there's humour in there too. There's not too exactly. many people who manage to do both ends of that, and I think um, yeah, you're fantastic at Touché. doing that. Eh? Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I try. <laughs> so before we just I mean we went we went full fanboy there I've been trying to avoid yeah, yeah, it all episode. let's not do it yeah, but know, we did but we did so let's move on <laughs> swiftly to your third pick which is a borrowed song which is often um, one of the ones that people go in all different directions where have you taken this? well I actually have chosen a cover and it's King Cruel covering a guy or borrowing, should I say, a song <laughs> from um, a New Zealand artist called Conan Moccasin. Oh, um, Conan Moccasin, we love him. Yeah, yeah. So, big, big fans. I don't know, I don't even know how I stumbled across this, and you might have to, like, I don't know, YouTube to MP3 download it or something. <laughs> That's what but, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought it was a really cool cover, and... Um, yeah, just that they did a very strange but 
cool song, Justice. <laughs> nice one. Well, let's give it a listen. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to hear it.
So that was Kane's borrowed pick. It was King Cruel with Forever Dolphin Love. Do you find that um, you enjoy people recommending music to you or do you find it a little bit of a pressure? I know sometimes when... um, If someone says to me, you have to listen to this album, there's a part of me that says, do you know what? (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm not going to listen to it. (laughs) No, I think I'm definitely a bit like that sometimes. I can be a bit, yeah, just stubborn like that, I guess. Like, yeah. I guess well, when I'll somebody... Find, also, I'll find my own music, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it's somebody but, says, um, you're going to love this as well, like, yeah, you, yeah. Are, you will absolutely love this album, it's like, yeah. you know what I love that much? Yeah. Like, I, I think yeah. I can tell Tim to listen to something, I think, knowing that he'll like it. I think we've got yeah. to that stage now, Tim, haven't we? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's yeah. like the, probably the <laughs> sign of, like, a good relationship or friendship or whatever, like, when you can actually say that and they... They do like it. <laughs> of course, you're still going to get it wrong occasionally. but Yeah, and I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I, mean, it's. I always find it worse with books. If someone hands me a book and says, you're going to love this, I think, do you know what, this is a lot of hours you've just requested. Yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> like, you might not yeah. know until like you've been reading for two months. Like, I hate this and now it's I hate bit, you as well. <laughs> yeah, but harder than a three-minute song yeah but even that sometimes feels too much <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so do you like to so say for example you get really really in something are you a guy who goes out there and tells the world and says uh, everyone go and listen to this band because uh full disclosure that is absolutely what i did with blue cheese <laughs> as harry will yeah, yeah. attest everyone who would listen for half a second i was That's like listen to blue cheese listen to blue cheese <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I should like hire you or something. Just <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, promotion. I mean, just send me yeah, a check promotion. in the post. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. To be honest, I don't like the main time that I share music's usually just well, like the band and I. We all just sort of show each other stuff um, in the van, like when we're driving around, because we just have so much so much time so if i'm ever gonna do it it's, it's usually them but i know a lot of the time i just i listen to something and then and i know that in a week i'm probably just gonna be over it so i like i don't even bother which is bad <laughs> so what plays yeah. in the van while you're out on the road oh like a, a real mixed bag like where a bin my drummer he makes he makes pretty good playlists actually there was a he made a really good funk like it was just a lot of like funk and soul stuff that uh i remember listening to when we were i think we we're in like denmark or something <laughs> so that was playing for a bit i can't remember really what it was made up made up or out of but yeah and rez my bass player like he's really into like hip-hop and things like that and Peter's more like the indie boy I guess and I'm just kind of like into whatever <laughs> I'm not too fussy <laughs> so, that's cool yeah. though it's, it's, it's cool honestly you... more it's more them showing me stuff than me showing them for sure that's cool it's cool that you've got a lot of different influences within the band as well um, it's nice that you're not I suppose sometimes some bands maybe they all just into the exact same thing and maybe yeah. that makes it a bit too insular, whereas you guys seem yeah. to have a nice mix. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, even though like I 
don't listen to heaps of music when I'm like writing and stuff. I still really like getting introduced to a lot of different stuff. And like, yeah, a real mixed bag. Nice. Well, be sure to tune into tracks every week then because we're always bringing <laughs> yeah, yeah. a nice mix of great music. Um, so we're going to move on to your fourth and final pick, Blue. Where have you gone with Blue. this one, Kane? Well, I was going to just go for the for Blue Monday, but I felt like that was like <laughs> the most predictable thing. I'm sure... I Has someone done that before? Well, Blue think- Monday's gone, yeah, as in like... Yeah. If there was a... I mean, anyone's That's- welcome to double up always. But oh, no, no, no. That has I had a actually- tick. Yeah, I, I knew that would be the case. So I <laughs> I thought I'd just... My friends in Mermaidens have just... They just released a very blue video for their song, Fade. Um, if you watch it, it's it's very blue. A lot of water. <laughs> and I think it was... Actually, um, it was filmed by Julian, who films all my videos. So... Yeah, I don't know. I've decided to go with that track. And what's the artist's name, sorry? Uh, it's Fade by Mermaidens. That's cool. I think you're the first person to uh, to go with the colour scheme of the video. We've had... Um, yeah, someone, that's good. Someone picked a tune from uh, Foles' Total Life Forever because the, mm. the sleeve is obviously very, very blue. Yeah. Um, but this is the first one to go for a video. So that's exciting. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm uh, glad I could bring something different to the party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A hundred episodes in and new things are still happening. How exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So let's give it a little listen. This yeah. is Mermaidens.
that was Mermaidens with Fade, and I can only uh, encourage our listeners to go and watch the video rather than just listening to the podcast version because uh, it's a very key part of why that is a blue track, but a really, really good one. I really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, I understand you played with them a lot in the past, Kane. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah. We've played... Yeah, a lot of gigs with those guys. Usually, uh, usually in their hometown, they uh, they live in Wellington. So, I know I always if we're playing there, I always try to get them on the bill. And and if they're ever down to need, and yeah, we we often wind up playing together as well. So, yeah, they're they're a really nice group of people. Nice. Uh, so that kind of brings us to the end of your picks. And we should really ask you, like, uh, what's coming What's coming next? I know we've covered the new album, Is On The Horizon, but where can people find you? What should people look out for? Uh, without wanting to sound like I've been stalking your Instagram too much, <laughs> I understand there's a new video coming soon. Yeah, we're, yeah. Tra- we're having a debate on what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, there's That's sort of the... Yeah, so pretty much I just... I'm just writing and there'll be a couple more videos coming out for two hearts over the next wee while um the what what do you guys think it's for i'm curious um (laughs) well my thoughts were so we had we had like a big debate earlier and i i'm now scared to divulge i'm thinking don't follow me okay Tim? Well, <laughs> or not quite which is yeah, my favourite song by the way it's not quite, it is is that, not quite. that's the next one you can have the exclusive oh my awesome. word can, can, <laughs> I, can I just say uh, if going back to what we re- recently said you know in not quite when you say do not turn on others as suggested to I've been saying two nocturnal lovers oh <laughs> interesting yeah no, that's what it's two nocturnal lovers' eyes I've adjusting been getting it to right. the dark. Well, genius.com. You did, you did well, yeah. <laughs> Have do not turn on others, as suggested too. Wow, I'm really, really proud that that's, I've been doing that right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's two nocturnal lovers' eyes adjusting to the dark. I oh, mean, I can brilliant. see how, like, it would... It's another one I can see how it would get, like... Uh, uh, thanks for clearing that up because no, I felt silly when I read this like about 20 minutes ago I was like oh no I've done what we were talking about but more importantly yeah, don't, yeah. don't just clear it up here get get onto Genius Kane like, yeah yeah, yeah. they're I'm misrepresenting going... your lyrics <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of the day just like editing all these <laughs> lyric websites oh I'm glad it's not quite though that's brilliant yeah, yeah. that's so another that's... one that I'll uh, be singing along to if I'm you know, not feeling quite all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So yeah. that's that'll come out soon, and um, yeah, then there'll be one more. And yeah, in the mean, like it's kind of nice. I'm just sort of writing and getting to to do that sort of thing um, while we're taking a little break from shows. And then yeah, I'm sure once I finish sort of writing and demoing, we'll be. Uh, I'll meet back up the band and yeah, we'll start sort of thinking about um, the live stuff again. So, do you think that's going to be most of 2018 as the writing um, process? I wouldn't or? be surprised if it was, just because I do want to to just 
make sure I get it right. But but who knows? It might all happen very quickly as well. It's always it's always like so unpredictable, which yeah. is something I've really had to learn to deal with. Because yeah, in the beginning it was just like that was what I found hardest about it all was that it's just you never know what's around the corner. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but I think um, you know we've been a little bit spoiled as fans because the first albums did come out very close together, and I always yeah. kind of assumed that the gap to the third would be would be a, a relatively long one. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's quite a common thing. Like, it's probably always about that's probably always about the time where artists sort of stop and sort of look back at everything that's happened and kind of yeah, not slow down, but just sort of take a breather <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely well i mean i for one no not only can i you know i can't wait for the next record but i i'm excited for the fact that you're taking a bit more time um yeah. and really kind of gestating what's going to come next i think it you know it could make it even more interesting and more you know just more thrilling to watch yeah. on from a distance <laughs> um definitely I think that really brings us to the end of what has been, I think, an absolutely brilliant episode. I can't thank you enough, Kane, for being yep. here with us. It's uh, yeah, that's it's, not a problem. It's always a thrill and honour. It's like, you know, having Elvis on for some people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, no, it's, I'm happy to. Yeah, it's it's the best. So thank you so much for giving up your Monday morning. Um, we appreciate it so much. All good. Um, and make sure you're in touch tell us what's coming up next and yep. you're always sure. welcome here on tracks yep definitely hopefully next time i'll be back over there yeah playing yeah exactly some, playing some shows amazing well thank you so much and uh yeah here's been kane strang the one and only we'll see you next week guys ta bye